0: Abraham
1: Lincoln Louisiana purchase that's a name Nice. Welcome to another edition of AYCH And this is episode 276 And it's your host, me, your boy, Wenzel And I'm joined by my other host Uh, slowly chest-bursting
0: Colt uh, I'm three inches tall and I'm climbing out of your chest So whenever you feel that knocking in your chest It's not your heart, it's me, and I'm working my way out
1: Wow uh yeah, so be careful of that. Uh, watch out, Colt's a little, little goofball like that. He likes to burst out of chest. Um, but yeah, you know if you've if you've been keeping up, uh, it's just gonna be me and Colt for most of these episodes. Uh, might have a special guest towards the end of the month. But, maybe, um,
0: maybe. Um, you know what? I'll nope. tease. I'll tease him. Uh, s- starts with M, ends with Ario. It's. <laughs> you can probably take oh they they might be called
1: super from time to time and they might have the third in their name it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah so no promises but we might have a a guest at the end but um yeah it's just me and colt um the main lads, uh, JoJo and Pat, they're taking a break, so we're taking over. It's our month. It's our time. But um, this episode, if you uh, if you didn't know from the title, um, it's just gonna be me and Colt. We got together literally yesterday as we we're recording it was a Friday and we were like, let's watch some movies. Um, because earlier in the year we did that. We, we got together, just watch some movies that we've been wanting to watch. And, uh, it was a fun time. And this one was just as fun and it was great. And, um, uh, we we talked about this I think in a banter episode some of the movies we watched. Um, this the point of this is just for us to uh, talk about some of those movies because the movies we're talking about in here they're sequels to those to those movies. Uh, two of them are I should say, and um, we just kind of wanted to do a little bit of spoiler talk, not go too much into it. You know, not we'll give you a brief synopsis and all that junk, but we just want to you know just have some nice little movie chat about what we watched. That's it.
0: Yeah, sure. This was like uh nothing but bangers. Like every single movie we saw yesterday was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I loved every single one of them.
1: Uh yeah, no. Um I Even like,
0: though one of them actually
1: made me sick, but we'll get into that. Uh yeah. Uh no. Every movie I I, I didn't expect to be as ranking as high as i did it was man every movie was just incredible um but uh yeah so we're gonna start off with our first movie that we actually watched back in um january because it'll lead into the actual first movie that we watched so the movie we're gonna be talking about is ridley scott's prometheus from 2012 and um you know if 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 that name rings a bell, if you're an alien fan, it should. If it doesn't, uh, Prometheus was Ridley Scott's return back to the alien franchise after so long. His last, our last alien film was 1997, Alien Resurrection. And, um, it was pretty, uh, at the time it was just wild because, um, people said it was convoluted, confusing. There was a lot of negative reaction to it, I believe, um... As I can remember. And um, so, a brief synopsis. um, I forgot how far this takes place in the future. It takes place in the future. And uh, there is a ship.
0: 2090 something? Or maybe 21 something?
1: It's not that That far, but it's far. Yeah, I should. Hold on. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not something I, I prepare for. Oh, uh, eat my ass. Okay. It, <laughs> it gives me Prometheus the story. Anyway, it takes place in the future. Um, Wayland Corporation Corporation's the com- the company that like everybody knows throughout the story of aliens. They they need um there's a bunch of archaeologists. Um, there are they have a very uh, uh sci fi sounding name, uh, Zeno, Xeno, blah blah blah, archaeologist, whatever. And they discovered um the coordinates to a star where they believe that their um their creators are from and Wayland Corporation funds that uh journey they go to that planet that they believe is in the star system where their origins are from um they're on a ship called Prometheus, and uh, of course, when they get there, shit goes crazy. Uh, how does it? Um, how does Prometheus compare from everything else? Because like I know, because I've seen it. This is like my third, second time seeing it. Um, at the time we watched this, and I know Colt, that was his first time. So like, um, kind of bring back that. Uh, what did you think of it?
0: I really, really enjoyed it. I think all the people saying that Prometheus sucks, I just think they're they have weird taste because I think it's. Uh, one of the best Alien movies. I think it's it's probably my third favorite because it just absolutely kicked ass. Uh, I can't really think of any negatives for it, other than I wish that there was more Xenomorph stuff going on. But even then, I didn't really need the Xenomorph stuff because there was so much crazy H.R. Geiger art ish all over the place that was just so nice to have yeah
1: we see we definitely see more of that hr geiger influence um with the aesthetic of it because uh they introduced to us this race of aliens called the engineers which um again mild spoilers uh they're the ones that created us and um we see that heavily in their um in their suit design because their uh space outfit is the space jockey from like um for uh aliens i think the second movie uh, I, or maybe the first movie. I can't remember, but um, that like literally that's all brought back. It's like brought back full circle um, with the technology. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, like you, I, I do think it would have been cooler to have more um, Xenomorph, more alien action because there, there was a, um, I don't want to say there was a lot of story per se. I mean exposition, I guess, but the whole thing is exposition because it explains the origins of aliens, basically. And um, no, I, I don't think that was the issue I, I um, because, like you said, we got cool aesthetics. We did get some aliens, the engineers themselves, and there was just absolutely like wacky shit not wacky horrific shit happening i mean a dude literally um so people were like super confused with this movie and watching it again i was like how is that possible because it's pretty straightforward like i mean even even if it doesn't hand feed you like you can kind of make your assumptions like so like i know one of the things was like okay when they get the um the black bile or whatever and it, it touches the ground and they're thinking okay there's worms in the ground blah 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 like how, how like how does um how does this thing work this um weapon because the engineers they created a bio weapon they wanted to for some reason destroy their creations we don't know why um they're pissed and um later uh two of the guys on the team they get killed one of them brutally gets killed because he fucking um He gets his arm broken (laughs) like it's pretty brutal by a by basically like our um, a very, very early um, mutation of the xenomorph, which is the black bile. Um, What we can guess is that it mutates biological life that isn't plant. And what it did is it touched the worms and the worms became these snake like very akin to like a face hugger. And um, oh, my gosh it was crazy and then one of the guys gets um turned into a zombie and just kills so many people oh my god it was um it was wild it was cool and um idris elba's in it charlie's Theron. on um they're not the main stars um no everybody was good um michael fassbender plays an android david um dude is sus the entire movie um does a great job by the way uh yeah what do you think of the performances sorry
0: I thought the performances were great. Uh, there's a surprisingly uh, surprising amount of big names in these movies. But thinking about it really shouldn't be surprising because Alien's huge, and really Scott's a huge director. Yeah. Uh, but there was some really good acting going on from these people. Charlize Theron, easily the best, because, well, she was a main character. And she's a great actress, too. That is also the, the biggest reason. And uh, I want to say... Uh, fucking Michael Fassbender, that's his name. He plays an android so well that I think he actually is uh, an android. I think it's real. I think he's really an android. Yeah. Because he does it so well. In
1: the second movie, it gets even more fucked up, which we'll get to in a little bit. It's just it's just wild. Yeah. Uh, no. F- Michael Fassbender does a great job of like, wow, he's like... Uh, it was actually put well in the, in the second movie, uh, idiosyncratic. He's very he was so robotic. Um, but at the same time, like plotting, it was very cool. Um, the main, the main actress, uh, Noomi Rapace, uh, I, I still haven't learned to pronounce her name right. Um, she's great. I love her. And in this, I mean, she was fantastic in here. And then, um, her, um, her husband, Logan Marshall green, who plays, um, Oh my God, he's an upgrade. He plays the main guy, in upgrade. Um, he was great yeah. too. But uh, we really see, you know, obviously Charlie Theron, Michael Fassbender, and Naomi. Uh, they're great. Idris Elba was great. Uh, yeah, performances were great. And then we talked about the engineers. The engineers are just tall, buff fuckers. <laughs> um, that are just violent. They're so as violent. Shit. Oh my God, it was so. Fu-
0: it was so fucking funny watching these dudes just beat the fuck out of these people after he like, woke up. It, it reminds me of uh, waking up Cody, uh, whenever he says like, "Guys, can you wake me up, please? I, I've set an alarms, and if I sleep through these alarms, I'm going to be really mad." But when you wake him up, he gets even angrier and starts. He to gets beat so you up. mad.
1: It's so funny. Oh my god, that is true. He will literally. He I think. I mean, I'm pretty sure he ripped off Jojo's head one time. Like that was crazy. And straight up, one punch. Knocked yeah, because right that's off. what happened in here. The engineer rips off uh, David's head because he's an Android and it was, it was wild. Uh, dude was mad, but, uh, yeah. Oh my God. The scene where she's having her C-section with the alien that's inside of her. Um, yeah, that was nasty. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah. And, uh, what do we think about the Deacon that, that we get that boy at the very end with the, after the giant face hugger attacks the engineer, that was a cool scene, I should say. Um, but what do we think about the, the little alien reveal at the end?
0: I thought it looked a little funny little fella. I really liked the way he looked. He was a smooth little baby with a tiny little triangle head. It's not like uh, uh, the ones we see in the next movie, which I find a little weird. I don't know if he had like, a design want to change or if there's a reason for yeah. it.
1: Yeah, no, I I, uh, I agree. It's weird, but um, it was pretty cool. I mean, we, it's like the proto-Xenomorph. It doesn't have the same kind of um, mouth inside of a mouth, but it still has that retractable jaw. Um, yeah, so overall, it was a solid film. Um, not as bad as some people say. I mean, it still has a solid rating on Letterboxd of 3.2, but um, yeah, no, it, it still holds up after um, 10 years, so uh what's your what was your rating? Four
0: stars. Absolutely beautiful movie. And Wendell says it holds up, he means it holds up. The visuals fantastic. We watched it in four days. Oh cases. yeah, Probably dude. Helped. That
1: was so gorgeous. Yeah, no. Um the the filming locations and everything, like the, the color palette for this film was mostly like blue, gray, but like it was so striking. So none of none of that like beauty was lost like especially like with it being as like you know sci-fi as it was i mean it felt like it was on another world um it was and it was um yeah my my rating same four stars uh holds up still gorgeous um any final thoughts a uh, great movie
0: give it a go it, it, technically you don't need to watch any of the uh alien one through four you can just go straight into prometheus i know that sounds crazy but uh you can you don't mean you can the other ones because it's a
1: prequel it helps only for like easter eggs really so yeah but yeah totally um so next film we watched uh like i said this is the sequel basically um still a prequel um it's alien covenant from 2017 also directed by ridley scott so it's been uh five years since the last film but um yeah, so brief synopsis. Uh, this takes place 10 years after the first film and we are seeing a colony ship, the Covenant, with about 2,000 colonists, embryos and stuff. Uh, there's a, there's also a crew and uh, they're separate from the colonists and they're going to a planet known as Origai 6. Uh, they're going to establish a colony, start a new life. Um, but um, problems happen. Uh, one of the... The main character of Prometheus
0: had to sing "Country Road" and get everyone to spread Yeah,
1: so um, there was a transmission that goes out. Um, uh, Doctor Shaw, that was her character's name. She is sinking "Country Road" and everybody's like, "Oh, we got to go find this person." And they find a planet that's um, close by, and
0: it's in the, inha- in the inhabitable zone. Uh, so they they missed it. So they're like, "Fuck, we should just go there. It's
1: quicker." <laughs> and uh, we don't have to go back yeah because like, th- there was a um, so there did. was an accident uh where they were hit with like a neutrino burst and it caused like significant damage uh their captain James Franco James Franco's in this movie for like a minute but or a few seconds he burns he to burns, death like he instantly. burns to death so we never like oh we don't we never see him do anything it's so it's kind of funny um, James there's, like, a
0: 10-second clip of him talking. It was a recording he sent to his wife, and that's it. Yeah. James Franco probably got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for
1: 10 seconds of uh, burning to death and talking. Yep. And, uh... Yeah, so they're, um... So after that happens, no... Like, everybody knew the captain. Everybody was is not sure about this new captain. Nobody wants to go back to sleep. So he relents, and they're like, all right, we're gonna go here. And, um... They go to this planet, and I'll go ahead and tell you, it's not the same planet from Prometheus. It's a different planet, and um, shit gets uh, shit gets wild. I should say, at the end of Prometheus, the only survivors were Doctor Shaw and David, and um, David was just ahead at that yeah. point too. And uh, I should, and Michael Fassbender reprises his role, obviously, for this movie as David, but he also. Um, he also comes back as another android, Walter, and that that threw us off, uh, the accent that he chose.
0: <laughs> it, it's not even a real accent. It felt, like, uh, synthetic, which, it's a synthetic man. So it was just like, well, uh, mother, uh, save the pods for me, please. It was
1: really fucked up. It sounded like what a gray... Uh, the aliens. That was really good. Uh, yeah. It sounded synthetic. It sounded robotic. It it was like a combination of like Southern, but also kind of like Scottish, Irish kind of ish um, somewhere like English. Um, all of, all of that kind of combined into one to make a robotic sound. And at first it was weird. And it's so funny when he enunciates stuff, but um, you get used to it. So it wasn't too bad. And uh, we, we get a little bit more into uh, David's psyche, too. We get a little, um, we get to see him interact. He's a freak. Yeah, he is a freak. Uh, we find out that later, too. Um, we see his interaction with uh, Guy Pierce's character, Waylon, the head of the company. And, um, yeah, that was interesting. But they go to this planet, and um, shit goes crazy. Um, David's there. Dr. Shaw's not there. Dr. Strahl is actually dead. Um and we find out,
0: yeah, she goes, yeah she we writes. find out
1: it's pretty fucking brutal. And um, oh gosh, let me let me think. What else should I put into the synopsis? Um, uh, f- David's secretly a
0: fucking mass genocide. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the whole point, uh, the reason why David and Doctor Shaw are on this planet, because at the end of Prometheus, they get another donut ship and they leave and uh, Dr. Shaw wants to go and find the engineers and find out why they want to kill them. Um, but David kind of doesn't fucking care. Uh, so David takes it upon himself to kill Dr. Shaw. It's pretty bad. There's even like, he like dissects her and experiments on her. It's oof. And, um, and what he does, there's a really like cool moment, not cool moment, but pretty horrifying moment where he's talking to Walter and he quotes, um, uh, he he says the lines of Osmond Dias um, because they're in like this city with all these dead bodies around them, and the reason why is because when they came to this planet, he unleashed the whole like payload basically of that virus onto the people. So it was
0: yeah, it was horrifying. You got to see this entire city turn to ash within minutes, it and was not only wild. that.
1: Anything that's not a plant on the planet died after that. Like, he killed everything on the planet except for trees and plants and stuff. And um, what's left behind are uh, these uh, little pods. They're like fungi. And uh, if you touch them, they release out spore, and that spore uh, infects you. And this is where we get our kind of uh, the deacon back. Um, what do we think about this deacon design? Because it's different.
0: I think it was fucking sick. It came out like all white pale. Uh, it looks similar to the, uh, Prometheus one, but it got, uh, it grew faster, which we didn't have much time with the first one, but the head was more banana than, uh, the last one. Yeah.
1: This one is, I, I think this one's just as cool. Um, so like it's a variant. We don't really quite understand why this one's white because, so when it comes out, it looks similar to like a, your usual chest burster. The chest bursters, they're like a vanilla color. They're white, and this is the same thing. But like when they come out, they they come out with like spines. Uh, their tails, kind of scorpion like. Uh, they um they have all fours, but the way they run, it's it's really interesting. I I really like this design because Ridley Scott and whoever took into mind that this this version of the Xenomorph is not perfected because it nee it has to stand upright. Um, it, it like, it can stand on all, it can stand on all fours, but when it does, it looks, um, it just doesn't look like it's, um, it's supposed to because it's hind legs go up really high from the rest of its body. So it's like, okay, it probably is not supposed to, but right now since it's a baby, it, it has trouble walking. Um, it has to. And, um, it causes so much hell, and these guys—they, God—they they fucked up. They, they just keep get, fucking the, up. The kills in this movie are brutal. Like literally, the first one when it comes out, this woman gets a shotgun, and she's like, "Okay, about to deal some damage." Motherfucker trips on blood, <laughs> like it fires the gun into the room, and then of the ship. after that, she gives up. She's like, she throws away the gun, and she runs out and goes to get another gun but she misses and hits the tanks of their ship and blows up and she runs out of the ship on fire and it's just like oh my god and then later oh my god and the thing runs out of the ship on fire too but he's fine
0: <laughs> yeah he just gets the fuck <laughs> gets, out of there
1: <laughs> They're why they run they they did a good job and then another guy who got infected um his comes out of him um, it's brutal, too. I think it comes out of his mouth, does it? Ooh, Yeah. And, um, it gets big enough that it it rips the jaw off one fucker. It, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, it just, like, swipes its tail at him, and it just completely knocks his jaw off. It was absolutely brutal. The scene of the first one bursting was uh probably one of the best, uh, it's not a chest bursting, it's a... Yeah. ...bursting. It's one of the best, uh bursts
1: of an alien i've seen i i would agree it was oh it was like oh my god so disgusting it was it was so it was so cool because the woman was like holding him and then as soon as she put her, her hand on his back the spines like went through his back and into her hand and it's just like oh shit like that's kind of a neat um adapt- adaptation um so yeah so they're trying to um figure out and reconcile like what to do and where to go from here. Um again, you know, David is plotting as usual. Uh he saves them, but of course, he has his intentions and um we get kind of a uh, interesting like uh uh like uh conflict between David and Walter because they're both androids, but Walter's a newer model D- and um you're thinking like, okay, well, how is this going to come out? Like uh, we get this really interesting like conflicting qualities and autonomy because like uh David he know he understands love and hate but Walter wow he's not like he's still very much an Android and he had um the certain qualities that David had removed from him um he still has a sense of duty which is interesting because like duty like you may think that like that's something that can be programmed as well but like duty is very much a just as much of a characteristic, a char- um a trait for a human as it is as it can be for anybody. Like it's not it's not just limited to programming and um, numbers and stuff. So I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, what do you think between the between the two?
0: I, I thought that it was a uh, really cool seeing the differences in them. I thought it was fun because uh, Walter his bit is uh, since he's a newer model, he can heal and uh, David didn't know that about the new upgrades that the new model had uh, It's because at some point in the movie he stabs Walter in the neck thinking he's dead and I thought he was dead too because he his eyes rolled into the back so- of his head and he slumped over immediately it was, it was a shocking scene <laughs> yeah and he comes back later to be like fuck you why'd you stab me in the neck and well to be fair David was beating the fuck out of someone at the yeah. point and it's a really fucking violent yeah, movie. yeah
1: and uh i think yeah it was, no it was cool we get to see david and walter fight android on android and i mean they're both brutals held to each other and um yeah it's just interesting seeing those uh two clashing ideologies or personalities um and they're both the same you know the same being uh in a sense in a sense i should say um Oh my God! Oh, right, about the lead up before David ki- kills "quote unquote" Walter, he fucking gives him a kiss.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a weird kiss, and there was a scene where they started playing flute together. He said, "I'll finger
1: the holes while you blow." It was. It was so funny. sexual and intimate. And when he kissed him, me and Colt started cheering. <laughs> it was.
0: Because it was just Michael Fassbender making it, out with himself. He didn't make out. It was, just, it was a quick kiss. Yeah, but still.
1: Um, it was pretty good. Oh, I should go back to the uh, Deacon design because I, it was so cool. There was a scene in there where one of them snuck into the building they were in and killed one of the people, and David was trying to communicate with it, and he, it was actually working. It was actually um, responding to him, and we get to see it stand upright fully, and it's like it's so – it it's so cool in my opinion I, I like i we get a such a good and clear shot of it it looks just like the um the original costume that they had but at the same time it's cg and it just looks so cool and um what's interesting about this one too is its mouth it still has it doesn't have the tongue mouth that the xenomorph we know has but its jaw it it's retractable and it's weird because when it goes inside the skin comes over it kind of like foreskin um it's weird but at the same time creepy and cool uh i I like that yeah foreskin alien um yeah and uh this movie is just as gorgeous as prometheus um with the with the landscape and the visuals and everything and um we get this really cool part uh like i said um david killed dr shaw and we find out exa- we find out that um the the new captain is like i want to know what hap- what's happening right now and so he tells him everything uh he's like i've been experimenting crossbreeding hybridizing different versions of it and um it, we get to see different variants. Uh There's like a spider xenomorph, uh, a worm. Uh, he actually has one crucified, which I thought was funny. <laughs> it was a little baby one. I, I don't know. I thought it was silly. It reminds me of the Mario. Uh, where Lu, Luigi. I, th- I think it's Luigi cru- uh, crucified or is it Mario crucified?
0: Oh, yeah. Th- well, one of them. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah.
1: You should. You should. Um <laughs> i do but uh yeah and then and then <laughs> it's so funny because um he's like i want to show you something come here come here and then he's like look at this egg look into this egg
0: <laughs> fuck <laughs> this guy's so stupid because the whole time this guy's like
1: i got my faith to think oh about, yeah
0: man i gotta th- when i'm leading these people it's all this about is the faith. only christian
1: in the movie which i thought is such a weird thing but it makes sense i guess oh that's also because the freaking dude in the um in the first movie, the guy, the husband, was also a creationist or whatever. Or a Christian.
0: Yeah. If, I mean... <laughs> but the scene of him, like, hovering over this... Clearly, I mean, if you've seen the first movie, you know exactly what this is. Because this room, uh, <laughs> it's the exact same room from the first movie. And I'm assuming this is the same planet from the first movie. Because there's only two pods that break open in this room. And in the first movie, there's two pods that are only broken up. Uh, so I think that's a fun little thing. But uh, he just hovers over the hole and he's like, uh, get a better look. Come on. Go a little bit closer. A little bit closer. And he looks down at it and it's crawling around, uh, moving around in the pod. And uh, he's like, still, get a little closer for me, okay? <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and then it face yeah, it,
1: it's Yeah, it's a pure just a face hugger we know and love. The eggs are the same. Like this is this is the moment where we're like, yeah, this is this is where we're gonna get the OG xenomorph. I mean, Michael uh, David is like the perfect organism. That's what they call the xenomorph. And um, yeah, it, it was a uh, it was a cool it. It was funny because it was it was stupid, but at the same time it was cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was a criticism, but like I don't care. I I I just think it. it I liked, I liked it because it. if you remember that Rick and Morty episode, literally where they get face hugged, but it's so funny because, um, the, uh, the, the part where they're, where Summer, I think is explaining what's happened, what happened. They're literally going up to these eggs and Summer's like, I-, I don't think you should look at those eggs. And they're like, shut the fuck up, Summer. Look at these cool eggs. They're so shiny. So wet. Yeah. <laughs> and immediately gets face hugged. And I'm just like, how, <laughs> anyway it was awesome and um then uh, but then it cuts to fucking david throwing rocks at the guy's head waiting for him to wake up
0: <laughs> i thought that was really was, fucking funny i i don't i want to say that's not in the script <laughs> and
1: michael fassbender was just throwing. i, rocks I think so too like i don't know how anybody could hate this like it was so funny and um and then we get the we, we get the xenomorph pop out he's he's not a um it's not a you're traditional chestburster. It's not. It's uh he comes out with all four legs and um he's translucent. He's a little creature. He's, <laughs> he's a, cute a cute little, little baby. baby. It's so funny cuz like Michael Fassbender does his pose where like he lifts up his hands and the xenomorph does the same thing and it's just like come on, you got to do a Fortnite dance now. You got to do a Fortnite dance. <laughs> Teach him. Teach the little guy. <laughs> and um and it was cool. It was it was actually a cool scene because it's a it was just born. It's translucent, just like um like uh any baby uh, uh
0: yeah every baby yeah every
1: no uh like uh you know um very early
0: Oh, uh, like yeah like frogs and uh, the, well not frogs uh, fucking mice kangaroos.
1: like little little baby mice pinkies uh that's what that's what fucking people call them when they're gonna feed them to snakes um <laughs> sorry uh yeah so it was cool and uh later though there's a part in there where lead up to david killing walter um he's playing a flute and i'm thinking i swear to god i swear to you if he's teaching this fucking thing to dance to music that would make this movie a hundred, a five stars right out of the gate it like, really would but no that's not what happened i i did think it was funny that uh <laughs> for david to kill everybody he's like hey can i show you something come here come look at this egg come here yeah leads them one by one <laughs> like uh you know that would make a movie five stars too but uh yeah um no this movie was was uh fantastic it was um whenever we see the full og xenomorph uh it, it was a brutal creature so sick um yeah, uh, do you have any more uh, any more thoughts?
0: Yeah, I f- genuinely loved this movie. I think uh, it's p- the most underrated movie, underappreciated movie I've ever seen. Uh, this scores, the reviews that have b- been released for this movie, I saw this 2.9 on Litterbox, uh when I first ordered this Blu-ray uh, 4K like a year ago, and I was like, uh, it's probably not going to be the greatest, but I'm still going to get it because I loved Alien and uh, it ended up being my second favorite alien movie just cuz it was so good, so beautiful. And I just can't understand any of the hatred this movie or the gets. It's it's just great. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh so like we got to address that. Sorry. Um 2.9 on Letterboxd. absolutely just insane. I remember when it first came out hearing about how like people did not like it and um I, after watching it I don't understand. It was a good fucking movie. I do I'm looking at reviews now. I do think it's funny. One person was like, "You blow, I do the fingering." Is an actual thing Michael Fassbender said. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's fucking great. It's so I don't know. It um people don't understand
0: charming like fun stuff. They they only want one uh, kind of like a serious movie the whole way through. I don't want that. I want some fun, wacky shit. That's why I play fucking Yakuza games as well cuz it's it has serious stuff going on but also they have a man that's naked air humping while covered in oil that's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it never loses um how just horrifying it really is. Uh it it never loses that. It has moments where like are I, I guess if you want to say unintentionally funny, but I don't know. It it it, it just it doesn't hurt anything for me, honestly. I don't understand this, um, this, this, uh, hate, I guess. Uh, so my, uh, my score for it was, uh, four and a half stars. Uh, what about you, Colt? Four and a half stars. Fantastic yeah, movie. Yeah. So we start off incredibly, but, um, yeah, so on to the next one. Uh, next movie we watched um, was Punch Drunk Love. Comes a, came out in 2002, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, why don't you do the synopsis for this, Colt? Uh, this movie's
0: fucking crazy, dude. Adam Sandler plays a guy named Barry. And uh, I'm assuming he has some kind of autism or something because he has a hard time communicating with people. Uh, He's just all around doing uh, things that people with autism can struggle with sometimes, and uh, he's not very clear. He's not very good at communicating with these people, and it can be frustrating and very anxiety-inducing to watch as uh, this man fumbles about. But anyways, Barry, the start of this movie... uh, this is We're not going to go beat by beat, but the start of the movie just has a massive car crash. and I forgot to bring that up yesterday. What was that about? What was the point of the car flipping so violently? And why did the piano get dropped off? I'm so confused about those two parts. Can, it feels like it's not connected at all. I'm going to go ahead
1: I didn't look that up before this, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I forgot That's about fair. it because it happens literally in the beginning of the movie and is like never... Almost never addressed again except for once, and it's when uh Barry is mumbling and it and never addressed again. Uh oh gosh, what is it called? It's a it's not a piano, it's a um Harmonium. thing,
0: harmophone, harmonium. harmonium. That's it. Uh f- but uh, Barry, yeah, uh, he's very awkward. And his sisters—they're very, very mean sisters. They uh, there was a scene with him uh, going over to, for a dinner, and uh, they kept telling the story about like, oh, when we were little, he's holding a hammer, uh, and then uh, when we pointed at him, saying, "Why you got the hammer, gay boy, weird gay boy?" At all the sisters, he got seven of them. Kel uh, kept calling him gay boy, and he threw the hammer through yeah. the window. And uh, they kept bringing it up. They always bring up little gay boy and uh he proceeds to smash the windows out in that house because uh, he does struggle with anger issues and it pops up a lot throughout this movie
1: and uh, pretty cool ways but in other funny yeah. ways uh, to the to the viewer <laughs> yeah um, I on the um, on the letterbox page it just says uh, socially awkward and he's a volatile small business owner and um, which not really go it doesn't go in depth
0: on his business but i'm assuming it's toiletries plungers plungers and
1: loofahs yeah. i don't know uh, kind of gimmicky i i think because like they're selling them to uh hotels in las vegas yeah
0: yes but um yes. and he kept fucking lying he kept lying whole movie he kept saying these little white and, lies and it was killing <laughs> me
1: yeah dude uh oh my gosh yeah, dude, dude is, um, I don't even know, like, cause like, like, I mean, like Colt said, uh, dude has like anger issues and, um, seeing that, um, cause like that, that moment that he was talking about, he, he really has a problem in that moment because they keep telling him like, why'd you throw the hammer through the window? And he's like, I don't, I don't remember that. And it's, it's, you know, you feel bad for him because you know why he doesn't remember is because he, he, um, he was so angry that he just blacked out basically like, and no,
0: I saw it as like He just didn't want oh, to talk about it Oh yeah that's true it. too
1: he, he just didn't want to talk about it That's true um, And um, and I mean he does the same thing again Except for three windows And uh, oh god there's a brutal There's another There's a brutal scene Where he's talking to a guy One of the husbands He, has, he was like hey you're a doctor um, He was like can can you help me And it was so sad Because he, cause he was like Sometimes I hate myself And sometimes I cry a lot and the guy's like i'm a dentist
0: <laughs> it was so fucking it was crazy. so sad
1: um oh man
0: emily starts crying in front of him fuck me dude it's really sad uh but he eventually uh this girl that he met at the beginning of the movie uh, secretly tr- came to meet him it's his one of his sisters co-workers and uh, that's going to be the love interest for him uh, she's also weird and quirky as well very spontaneous um,
1: and uh, she kind of just gave him uh, her car keys tr- trusting him to make sure to get it to the shop
0: <laughs> yeah uh, and she didn't really park it in a parking spot she just kind of pulled up in the entire little roadway and just
1: said "I." Right, and then we find out later uh, that the only reason why she did that was having an opportunity to talk to him yeah so
0: I don't know how she got anywhere else after that
1: <laughs> yeah um, this movie was just... It was it was just as stressful and anxiety-inducing as Uncut Gems. Um, got the same exact vibes. I don't know what it is about Adam Sandler, but he just loves to do that to us, I guess. Um, yeah, he's a very good
0: uh, actor when he's serious. When he is serious only.
1: I will say, I, I looked up... Because I was curious about like stuff about this film. Um, we, we watched this through um, JoJo's um, Criterion... Blu-ray, and uh, I meant to read the the little pamphlet inside, but I, I just never got around to it. Um, because I am very interested in this movie. We love Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, work so far, um, and uh, we were very much wanting to watch this and see something Adam Sandler in another role. Um, because, like Colt said, you know we we don't see him in much uh, serious roles, and uh, I thought it was interesting. I was reading this article about it about um, Paul Thomas Anderson when he when he saw Adam Sandler. Um, this is like before, like, this is literally like his, what is it? Uh, happy Gilmore, uh, and, and uh, some other, like his goofier films or whatever you want to say. Um, he, Paul Thomas Anderson was just infatuated with him. He, he just was just like, have you heard of Adam Sandler? Like, do you, have you really heard of Adam Sandler? Like he, he's amazing. Like he's awesome. And, uh, I, I think what's, I think that what makes this interesting is that like, you know, Adam Sandler does these like goofy roles and we think of him as kind of a goofy guy but at the same time he's a you know he's a person that's capable of um of um different different um facets of emotion we see and we see that with this with uncut gems you know um dude's talented i mean really is and uh we we uh paul thomas anderson and adam sandler work really well in in this to like kind of have um empathy for this character because like i said we were we were stressed out but at the same time we were smiling it was very lighthearted.
0: yeah even though there was moments where like we were just like ah like moving around looking away from the screen because we were actually cringing at what (laughs) he was doing uh he bought so many pudding cups for flying miles
1: i I looked it up he apparently bought like three thousand dollars worth of pudding
0: yeah, that's another thing. I don't know how he had the money to do all of this whenever he seemed to be uh, complaining about not having money. But that could have just been him not wanting to give money. Yeah, he. Know.
1: so like what really starts the film off, I guess, is um, he, he, he calls a phone sex line and um, he uh, – he sadly gives them his social security number, and he—they're trying to extort him, but he cancels his credit card, and he just does not want to give money. And um, especially uh, more so because the woman calls him back and tries to extort him. Is it's not—it's it, not, it's not an actual phone sex line. It's just an extortion scam. And uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman runs this, and it was really really surprising uh
0: yeah he, he's barely in the movie but when he's in it he's he's pretty good there's a scene with uh, him talking to adam sandler on the phone and it's probably the funniest scene they're the just screaming movie. at each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're both just like saying shut up shut up shut up shut up over and over and over again <laughs> and then adam sandler eventually says i'm Uh, go fuck yourself did you just tell me Uh, to go fuck myself uh yeah go fuck yourself you're dead (laughs) that
1: that, that's it that's Uh, how that conversation ends it was it was so funny because they're both volatile characters they're both angry but like i guess you can say one of them i mean uh barry is awkward and then this other guy is not I, i guess if you want to say that no, he just seemed like a
0: bundle of anger. I mean, even when he was picking up the phone to answer, there was a scene where uh, it's like, "Who is this?" And uh, right as he says it, he like takes the phone and acts like he wanted to. throw yeah.
1: which...
0: <laughs> it was. It, I just really enjoyed Philip Seymour Hoffman it, in this movie because he was putting a little. little he bit did because
1: they're they're kind of like the side of the same coin because they both own a small business. Um, one, yeah, you know, one yeah. is trying to be legit, and the other is trying to scam people and it was so funny because like you can tell uh so like i I say side the same coin because barry barry is like while he's socially awkward if he's kind of pushed which is not really a good thing um if enough is done he'll do things himself but with this other guy He has other people do it, and that's where you kind of see the difference because Barry goes all the way to, I think, what was it, Utah to go talk to this guy. He still has the fucking phone in his hand, and um, he goes talk to him, and they confront each other, and, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what he says. He he says some shit, and he's like, I'm going to fuck you up, and uh, he's like, that's that, and he's like, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's like, okay. So they leave it at that. No more, you know conflict or anything and as adam sandler's walking out he comes over and he says uh you can go fuck yourself or something you pervert and then adam sandler like turns around and is, is like going to run back to beat the shit out of him he's like that's that and walks away <laughs> so
0: so fucking funny because philip seymour hoffman's character is a little bitch boy
1: though, yeah he gets angry so i yeah um I, uh, gosh, it was, it was like a fun, it was a pretty film too. A lot of pretty colors, um, visuals. I mean, uh, specifically colors. They use colors quite well. I, I saw where the blue suit that, uh, Barry Egan wears never takes it off except for when he has sex, by the way. Um, or, or he yeah. does take it off by when he, um, when he goes to bed. Wait, did he take it off? Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. he did. So he took it off when he went to bed.
0: You know he's stinky though. He's got to be stinking. A but um, bit.
1: yeah, no, he he has that suit on for like several days at a time, and um, yeah, the blue, uh, the blues a reference to some other film or some other character somewhere. But um, yeah, we uh, and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. There's a moment where there's a there's red on top of blue, and um, we know exactly the red represents that side, and the blue represents um Barry's side. And I thought that was pretty cool that little clash of color right there um, yeah, I, I think this film was, um, was a, was a fun time. I, um, because I, again, I was looking up some stuff about it and Paul Thomas Anderson was like, uh, it has this kind of, you know, if people don't see it as funny, you know, he, he has his own kind of like personal sense of humor in it. Um, he, um, I was reading through it and it was like, while adam sandler was being you know serious at the same time he was having having him be like still his usual kind of goofy self but in a um in a different way and uh i i thought that was beautiful i thought that was great you have any, you have any thoughts uh <laughs> sorry I, I talked a lot
0: no uh, i was just trying to think of anything else really uh i think barry uh, is a weird dude buying a lot of pudding buying a lot of pudding I think the scene where uh, he just beats the fuck out oh of the yeah with the crowbar or the yeah tire iron was pretty sick.
1: Yeah, no, that was sick. Yeah, other than that, oh, it was a fun oh, movie. The Scene where they were in the store buying the pudding and he was dancing because they were buying so much fucking pudding. Okay, that, that was, was pretty, pretty good too. Good uh, yeah, it was a good movie. It was fun. Uh, thank you, Jojo, for your recommendation on that. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> it. what was uh, what was your score? Four stars. I gave it four and a half. Um, i had a good time uh paul thomas anderson's good uh i still fucking hate licorice pizza
0: yep uh nothing's gonna change uh my feelings about that movie
1: don't have someone kiss a kid that's my only thing please yes, sir but um yeah so on to the next film so uh cut this part out obviously um all right anyway uh next up train spotting 1996 directed by danny boyle uh this takes place in scotland um we have a bunch of four friends who are a bunch of addicts heroin addicts um except for begbie begbie doesn't do heroin i don't think um i'm not sure I, I, he, just he has does problems, have problems though anyway uh ewan mcgregor is one of them he plays mark renton his nickname is rent boy um wow i forgot their names now uh we have sick boy uh spud. spud is uh danny murphy played by ewan bremer uh johnny lee miller plays simon sick boy williamson and then robert carlisle pr- plays francis franco Begbie, and um they're just kind of um this takes place in edinburgh and uh we're just kind of seeing like the drug scene there and um their their schemes and all the kind of antics they get up to basically to get more drugs
0: yeah it was a pretty fucking brutal uh it's crazy Uh, i genuinely felt like i was watching obi-wan kenobi (laughs) it was pretty fucking crazy
1: (laughs) yeah this was uh man this is ewan McGregor before obi-wan kenobi and it's like it's so weird because he's so young He's so young. He's, he's very so, skinny. He, very he's very like skinny. A, he's a uh, a twink. That's what he looks like. Can I say that? It's just
0: I don't know. Yes, you can. <laughs> I just don't know what I can't. I don't know the qualifications.
1: He, he's like a he, he. Yeah, he's a little punk uh, punk Scottish boy, but he's an adult.
0: Yeah, with uh, dr- terrible drug problems. Every single one in this movie, uh, the drug problems are really rough there's scenes where he's trying to get off the drugs and uh they're showing a lot of the realities of uh if you do these things uh this is what you're gonna have to deal with uh, the scene of him uh trying to get off drugs is probably one of my favorites in the entire movie it's one of the few that i've seen like comedies and other things parody with the baby on the
1: roof and stuff. oh man yeah that was that was rough (laughs) yeah it was funny um it it was funny because the baby that was that was a wacky thing but it was rough because uh so like the baby is uh they're they're literally high on heroin and um literally a baby dies it was pretty bad
0: yeah the baby stopped breathing i think it it was. It fell on its not fell. It slept on its face, maybe, or something like that. I can't remember.
1: Um, yeah, it was. Um, I, you know, it was. Uh, it starts off with that uh, thing at the very beginning. It's uh, the monologue, I think, with uh, Ewan McGregor. He's uh, talking about choo- uh, like choosing life or whatever. Um, all the different thing. Like, do you? You know. Uh, and then it was like cool at the end. Whenever he repeats the same stuff, but he's like, "Yeah, I want all of that shit because." I don't want to be doing drugs. Uh, gosh, I, I'm, I'm trying to think what to say. Cause like, it, it's, it's really a rough movie. Cause like we see, like we see, a, we see a downfalls, we see uh, people, you know, trying to, um, get clean. And, um, so much crime, and then we, you know, we have the character Begbie, who's just, it's so stressful watching him. Dude's so fucking angry.
0: Yeah, he's a loose cannon. He just flies off the handle at every single thing. There's a scene of him uh, drinking on the second f- floor of a bar, and uh, when he finishes, he throws his cup, or mug, over the uh, railing behind him. It smashes a girl in the head. She's covered in blood. And he comes down, and he says, which one of you fucks? He says, "Uh, cunt. And then, through that and you're not leaving until we find out who did it <laughs> even though he was the one that smashed the, but it was funny
1: that was legit that was actually really funny <laughs> because it was. i mean just him walking down they're like who did this <laughs> yeah uh but besides that though i mean we're talking about like he he literally knifes a guy because he he looked at him weird um yeah dude dude sucks dude's terrible. Yeah,
0: it, it's. I found it crazy. I I messaged Winslet at like three a.m. last night. The actor that plays him is the father, the main dad in Twenty Eight Weeks Later, which I thought was pretty crazy because uh, when I think of him, I think of a kind, loving person until he got infected and he stabbed his wife's eyes out with his thumbs. I, I just not Begbie at all. Yeah, uh,
1: complete like just opposite. And um. <sighs> we see um oh man i guess we'll go say like the one of the negatives about this film that i i, I just I, oh, we me yeah. and colt hated you know again spoilers um he uh mark retton's character or ewan mcgregor's mark retton um he he he's horny he's looking for some uh, a girl t- to uh have sex with at a club or whatever and he finds and he finds a girl and they go do that we get like a very explicit scene and come to find out the morning after she's a 15 year old girl after he shits the bed though he, does no, he doesn't shit the
0: bed yeah he does no that's spud spud shits the bed and throws the poop on his yeah. mom's face not his mom his that's girlfriend's right, mom bet.
1: and his okay, girlfriend's dad right and his girlfriend and himself it's, it's an so disgusting movie um yeah uh so we find that out I, it was like really uh and then the girl later tries to basically extort him into being um her boyfriend or her lover um
0: yeah he's not into it. he doesn't want to uh he he did, if he knew she was 16 hopefully he wouldn't have done it because uh he
1: seemed like he was really mad after the fact yeah but I don't think that should have been in the movie in the first place. I don't think that should have been, like... Uh, um, actress was 19, um, still a teenager. Yeah. That's still kind of weird, but, yeah. So, yeah, that was weird. We get to see Ewan McGregor's penis. He's doing well. He's doing um, very well. Uh, then, late, then uh, before that, though, we get to see Ewan McGregor climb into the most dirtiest, disgusting bathroom in all of Scotland.
0: God, it was so fucking gross. Y- you say he climbs into the bathroom. He goes into a shit filled toilet filled to the brim crawling into it because he dropped some
1: uh drugs into the toilet um suppositories yeah he he dropped some suppositories because he was going through really bad constipation and um it was just it was disgusting it was uh made me gag uh not as much as this one movie on this list um but it made me gag it was disgusting um yeah no it was a it was a good film though overall i mean um i mean what it had to say about addiction um like whether um like is it is it really up to us of how um of how we get addicted uh, our like our behaviors or environments like how that like how that forms addictions and like um, how, like, going from basically one addiction to another to, um, Train Spotting 2, the, the second film that we'll talk about, the sequel, not second film, the second or yes, the second film. Anyway, um, it, it, there's a really good part in there with Ewan McGregor when he, when he talks about, um, when he talks with Spud about addiction and about, like, how to get past it. It, it was really interesting because it is kind of like, you know, like, how do you deal with that? And, like, how, how do we go on and, is it really like how do you break from that you know all of that it, it was i i thought it was really fascinating and um interesting if that's the right word to say
0: yeah i, I think the whole conversation and transporting to with that i think it's just good advice in general uh but very good for addiction as well it's just find something that you love and get addicted to that uh so that. You can feel some form of happiness. Yeah, because yeah, because in Very this movie,
1: nice. um, you know, with that with that toilet scene, I mean, it, it's kind of it's disgusting and kind of funny, but at the same time, it shows that like he's willing to literally like humiliate and degrade himself just so that he can get high. I mean, and then beyond that, they're willing to like uh, commit like all this crime, like get get so close to like harm and death and all this stuff just to get high. Like, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's, it's wild. And I, I thought that was, um, like I said, it was, it was really interesting to, um, kind of get into the, um, the behavior of, um, of addicts. I, I thought that was really interesting and definitely it, it, um, it's not meant to like be, you know, obviously like saying like, oh, you know, they're they're bad or anything like no no it's supposed to be like you know like they're tragic characters tragic figures
0: yeah i i really enjoyed this first movie and but you want to go ahead and give her scores review or score reviews all right i uh i gave it four stars i probably would have given it four and a half if it didn't have the weird 16 year old girl stuff and i didn't like that uh, fun fact if you want my score for your movie to get lowered add stuff like that
1: awful shit yeah Um, same thing my score is uh, four stars uh, liked it but that was weird but um yeah so uh right now we're gonna have a little this is gonna be halfway point rake and uh, we'll be back alright we are back what Nothing. (laughs) Sorry. We're back. Uh, Next up is uh, Trainspotting 2 T2 2017 directed by Danny Boyle. Why don't you give us a synopsis, Colt?
0: Not to be confused with Terminator 2 because whenever Wenzel would uh, talk about this movie in the chat, he'd say T2. And uh, I was like, that's not fucking Terminator 2.
1: But that's how it's listed on everything. It's
0: T2 on the poster as well i understand anyways this train spotting 2 it's the sequel to the first movie known as train spotting 1996 we just talked about it i don't know if you know that but uh it takes place 20 years in the future and uh it actually is 20 years later in real time uh considering the time frames they recorded it And uh, it just shows the – after the events of train Trainspotting, it's Ewan McGregor uh, coming back to Scotland just to see uh, how the gang's doing after he betrayed them. And uh, uh, they're not super friendly uh, considering he – we didn't bring it up, but in the last uh, time they met, they uh, uh, sold a lot of heroin, I think, and uh, – Ewan McGregor pretty much took that money and ran with it, except he left four thousand dollars with Spud. Uh, no, it's four thousand pounds. Get it uh, right. Oh fuck, that's right. My bad. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> fuck.
1: Yeah he. <laughs> yeah he. Uh, he stole sixteen thousand pounds, and um, he felt bad for Spud, um, so he left them four thousand pounds, and Spud never said anything. Um, honestly, I, you know, I was I kind of agreed with him because I was like these like sick boy. And Begbie when you watch this movie they suck they're real bad people Spud I just feel bad
0: for Spud yeah he just seems like a he'd be a nice dude if uh, he got help yeah and uh, And, um, that kind of comes through in T2 Uh, since it's 20 years later you get to see the difference okay so Ian McGregor he got uh, married and uh, he's getting a divorce now that's why he's going back to Scotland and, uh, Spud, he, uh, he got clean. He had a, uh, wife, not a wife, a girlfriend and, uh, stepson
1: And, uh, they divorced. No, uh, no, that's his actual, that's his ex wife. And oh. his, and his son, that's his actual son. Oh. Um, yeah. Cause that's the same woman from the first movie.
0: Oh, okay. Shoot. Okay. Damn. I totally forgot about her. Yeah. Well, Gail. They, uh, They got married, had a kid, and now they're divorced too. And then Spud got uh, sadly back into drugs. Uh, Whenever Ewan McGregor was going to meet him, uh, he was going to kill himself. It was a very scary scene, but it was also very well done, I would say. Because you were just like saying, please, Ewan McGregor, come save this dude in time. There was a shot of him. It wasn't really happening. It was just a representation of him killing himself. He was going to do it by asphyxiation. And O.D. And O.D. at the same time. And uh, there was a shot of his character falling off the roof. And right as he was about to hit the ground, Elon McGregor slid right underneath him and caught him and saved him. Uh, but uh, immediately after that, uh, the bag that he had over his head, uh, Elon McGregor tried trying to pull it off. And uh, he just throws up all over the bag, throwing up all it's, over his face in the process. It's so
1: yellow. Oh, oh, God, it was so disgusting.
0: Just oh, showing man. how disgusting uh drug addiction can be uh God, that was fucking disgusting.
1: Yeah. Um I mean hell, like that literally in the first movie, Spud literally shat on himself in the bed. Yeah. He did. <sighs> like that's oh God. So disgusting. Um yeah, it was um it was so sad because Spud like uh he he just he tried and tried and tried to um to be by his family's side but he felt he just felt like he was a failure and all of that was kind of just building and building until finally he was like it'd be better if I was gone and he even writes a no it's really it's really really sad and um yeah he's and, just uh, abused
0: but, by uh, the whole of the gang really i mean he, the he, nice I mean, one he, yeah. is ewan mcgregor cuz he cares for him
1: yeah i mean he yeah he's um He's abused by the gang, and I mean, kind of, and by the system too. I mean, there's literally a whole thing where he was talking about how he was late, and it was just a string of events where he was like, he was late for this. Now he's in trouble. Then he was late for this because he got in trouble. But then because he got in trouble again, he was late for this, and he got in trouble. And then it was so on and so on and so on. And it's just like, I mean, and that happens. That happens. I mean, so like system can be like unforgiving. And, and uh, uh, he was sucks. late
0: because uh, it was a uh, daylight savings time or whatever they call it in over there. Uh, he just didn't know it existed. So he had his clock set normally. He didn't set it uh, forward or backwards.
1: Yeah. So he was which late. Is, which is also another thing that's insane too is that like he didn't know about it because he's been doing drugs for so long. He, there are certain things like he, he hasn't accounted for within society and like that that's sad that's really sad and that sucks and i mean that's not i mean oh gosh like yeah it, it, it was really good it was really good. well done i think that i think um everything about his character was very very well done and um to kind of tie back in something that i was talking about when we were getting to the end of tra- talking about train spotting was uh in this one after that whole ordeal where, um, even McGregor saves him, he, um, he takes him to go running and, uh, it, where it's where he tells him like, Hey, you know, um, you know, beating addiction, you just got to find another addiction. Like it can be like anything like running boxing, like it can be a lot of stuff. And I mean, it, it's, it's true. Like, um, because I, you know, I'm not a drug addict, so I don't, I'm not going to say I know anything about that, but like, we're all in a way, if you kind of change your frame of mind, it's like, we're all kind of in a way addicted to something. Um, and, uh, depending on that addiction, it can be very damaging or it can be very healthy. And, um, and I thought that was a very nice kind of like way. Like you just gotta find something to keep you occupied, you know? And then also at the same time, like, talk to somebody Find i like f- also like get some help and have a support system and stuff like that like that that will that all kind of ties into helping you and and then at the same time it also has to be you know um a personal choice as well it has to be you also have to give in the effort obviously and um yeah i, I thought that was really um really nice seeing that and then uh he, it, it's kind of like for the first part it's like even mcgregor kind of going to like everybody except for one person which is big b because big b's and been in jail and by the way the way he breaks out of fucking jail is that he gets stabbed he has a prisoner that he, he gets another prisoner to stab him but he tells him to just be like you know careful dude punches through his fucking body with like a spike it goes to the back of his body clearly puncturing a organ yeah i think it was a liver that got stabbed i think yeah it was the liver and was like oh my god it <laughs> looked extremely brutal too i was like oh jesus <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it was so bad and then the guy's like you want me to stab you again he's like no that's it It's good <laughs> that's good that should be fine oh my god he now- shouldn't have given him such a long spike I don't I just felt like it was a bad idea to begin with. Oh yeah. You know what, he he, you, he was you. in jail right He was in jail rightfully so. He stabbed somebody because they looked at him wrong. Like
0: It's not a great a guy. He's a dude ahead. No, um, Absolutely. And then sick boy, well his gimmick thing that he's doing now is that he's blackmailing uh these powerful people for money. Uh he's recording them having sex or getting pegged and stuff like that. And uh, he's threatening them with releasing it unless he gives money.
1: Yeah, he um, it's him and this uh, his girlfriend, uh, this Bulgarian woman, and um, yeah, it, it's part of their thing. And um, she's a cool p- per- per- person. She's
0: just hanging out with not cool people.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And I mean, there like there's some admiral stuff about them too. So like that's yeah. that's understandable. And um. And yeah, and obviously because it's a scheme and it's a you know it's crime, it's it's not working out too well either. Um, it's really us kind of just catching up and seeing where everybody is you know after being gone for so long and and you think like, okay, Um, even McGregor, his character Mark. Now at first when he comes back, he says, I'm married. Uh, he has a wife in Amsterdam. She's Dutch. I have two kids. Uh, he lies. And, uh, it's really funny because, um, he's going to leave, but then he comes back and he's like, I lied. Uh, I do have a wife, but we're getting a divorce. I don't have any kids. Um, and, uh, that was actually like an issue apparently or something. And, um, he doesn't want to go back, uh, to deal with that. And, um, and then turn and then turns out there's something that happened with him with his heart. Because in the very beginning, we see him running on a treadmill. He has long hair. I didn't recognize him at first. And, um, he's running and, uh, he just like, he just eats shit. Oh yeah. Just uh, immediately. And we find out why it's because it literally something in his heart stopped, but then he got it replaced. So now he'll be alive and good for another, what was it, like 30 or 40 years. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, fuck like i don't know what to do because i'm going to be alive now and now i'm back at like basically the bottom he lost his job too he's losing his job and um that's why he's back too because he's moving back in with his dad his mom's dead oh man like i mean it really like it sucks and i mean um i I, what i liked about transpotting too too is that like we're kind of we're kind of seeing people who are like in their 40s you know grown adults old men at this point too and um kind of seeing of like um at them basically having to be back at square one you know yeah um no we don't see um Ewan's uh, penis this time we no see
0: we it. do it's just very far away it's tiny on the screen what yeah no we don't yeah when they're both butt naked running after they got stripped by the gangster oh
1: oh dude i forgot about that you're right okay never mind we see other peepees, though. Yeah, we do. We do. Um,
0: we see a guy get pegged. Yes, we do. We see that. We, we see a lot in these movies. Like, over there, uh, this movie made me really want to watch uh, just more European, uh, foreign films in general.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. It may, yeah, sorry.
0: Just, I really like the architecture, the style, the humor. The, like, and when I was little... I didn't really care for it when I was younger because I thought like their voices just made me go into a, bl- a blind rage. Not really. I just. Didn't <laughs> <like it>. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm older and now I don't care and my brain's fully developed ish. I'm almost there. I got a few years left. But uh, <laughs> I just want to watch more f- foreign films of the European variety
1: yeah I, I agree it's like something about like um I mean because like you know we're we're uh, we grew up with a lot of um I mean we're American so um and then there's like there's a lot of mix of all of these different uh cultures and stuff mixing in with our our uh, culture our culture mixing with other cultures our cultures mixing with other cultures 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 sorry I say that a lot um so like it, it's it's uh I mean saying uh the cultures and aesthetics of other places is really, um, interesting. Um, their experiences as well. Cause they, they differ, they differ from ours, you know, completely different, um, locale, uh, language, everything. So yeah, I, I would agree. I, I want to, every time we watch stuff, I'm just like, man, we need to watch, I need to watch more like non-American stuff. And it just seems like, um, it's just an ever growing list and I love it. Um, yeah, uh, how do we say this holds up from its uh, the first film?
0: I think it's actually better. They don't have a weird underage thing going on with it either. I thought it was a genuinely a better movie as well. I think it's one of the best uh, sequels after so long, uh, similar to how Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick are. Yeah. Uh, they made the sequel better than the first, and I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I it deals with the same things. I mean, they're still relevant. Um, it deals with even more. Um, it was fantastic. I I really I, I loved it. It was great, and um, we get we get to see the disgusting bathroom again as well, but this time in a more um, renovated, and upbeat upbeat club, I would say. But it's still there. Um, it was really interesting too because I, uh, we like we like this a lot where whenever we would um, the characters were basically like reminiscing or going down memory lane, they would see the kind of shots or scenes from the first movie being um, what's the word it's like uh, superimposed or whatever upon like where it, it happened, uh, the, uh, the road or the street or wherever. And, um, and then we get to see also too the architecture of like what's been renovated, what's been destroyed. You know, it, it was, it, it, it's changed so much. It's crazy. Like I've oh, only man. been alive for 23 years, so
0: I can't really have that feeling yet of just time eroding. I mean, I guess I kind of can, but I just I was telling Wenzel yesterday. Like the people that watched this movie that were fully grown people in the 1996 watching this one when it released. I bet that was pretty surreal to watch all these actors just. Age before their eyes and just see all the things that have changed since then. Uh, It's just something about time and aging that's just scary to me, and it's just something to look forward to, but not really at the same time. Because I do, I do like to see the progress of time, but it's also scary.
1: Understandable, absolutely, and I think that Train Spotting too does the same thing. It deals with the same thing of like of um of dealing with age getting older and progress of time and um and i I would say it's surreal it has a surrealist quality that that's very much a surrealist human experience and um i i would say the the thing we can probably equate that to similarly is like uh 2011 when the tornado hit so much stuff was torn down and then now it's like all um you know, it, it's it's all changed. I mean, I still remember everything what it looked like, but now it's been so long that I'm starting to forget.
0: Yeah, um, that's true. That too. That's yeah, why it's, it's important uh, for the internet documenting all this shit, like the things that happened on the internet. That uh, 2007, like I'll watch shit from that time period, and you get to see these little time capsules, capsules that uh, that just feel so strange because you're like, damn, I remember that, and I remember everything and being in that moment it's such a fun and nice experience. It's like an extra fun little uh, package you get in
1: life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very, it, it's very nice. I, I totally, it, it's, um, oh, man, it, it's crazy how the internet can do that. Um, because like, you would think that like, cause there's also like to seeing photographs and stuff and like having that need to be documented and then that transferred over so yeah it's um it's crazy um, but uh, last thing too I should say the music was top fucking notch by the way uh,
0: yes they got Young Fathers in it as soon as I heard Young Fathers I was like oh I know this and I didn't realize who it was until the end credits when they played one of my favorite Young Fathers songs
1: well I was gonna say I was like this fucking movie this came out in 2017 and that song you put on the 2017 music docket at the very end of the year so like i'm like it's so wild that this movie came out at when we grad or around the time the year we graduated high school it's it's crazy to me again talking about the passage of time and how scary that is
0: (laughs) yeah um, and i know there's older people that are probably listening they're like shit these kids don't know anything they uh, they've only been alive for like half of what i've lived probably And uh, I know when I get to your age, I will probably be even more scared than I am now.
1: No, I mean, who, like, we've been alive for 20 years. Like, that's, that's two decades. That's a lot. Uh, I'm, you know, like, I'm sorry, old fucking man, but crazy. Shit's crazy. Life's crazy. But, of course, you know, still young, still Learning and developing experiences. So yeah, and I know it's hip <laughs> and
0: cool, and I'm not a fucking loser like you. No, that's exactly. a joke.
1: That was a joke. Exactly, exactly. No, it's not a joke. <laughs> just no, just kidding. Totally. Yeah, no. Um, and of course, as we get older, we'll definitely understand it more. But um, any final thoughts? uh really good movie.
0: Uh, looks like it stinks like shit. Uh, like everything smells so fucking bad. That's one thing I do know about ancient, not ancient, old, older cities, is that uh, always uh, they smell like really fucking bad.
1: Have you been to Tuscaloosa?
0: I mean, Tuscaloosa smells, but it's not uh, like a seven hundred
1: year old city. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean. Something I've noticed is that Cody, whenever he comes, when he usually comes into Tuscaloosa, he just used to, he would start messaging us messaging us, saying like, man, Tuscaloosa smells so fucking bad. And I like, after a while, after I would go into the city, I would start smelling it too. And I'm just like, man, this city smells really fucking bad. It was <laughs> like, mostly
0: because of the fucking, uh, the blacktops. There was a place that makes
1: the blacktop. That uh, it just stunk up the entire city. Um, but I mean, even if you go in now, the times I go in, I st- it still smells like burning tires, burning rubber. Yeah. It- it's so it's bad.
0: them. That's their fault. It's so. But it doesn't smell like pee pee or poo poo, unlike uh, Miami. When I was in Miami, there was some of the disgusting, absolutely
1: well, horrid smells. If you get close enough, you do smell pee pee and poo poo yes you do where am i talking about that's right the bathroom the bathroom yeah no um cert actually certain parts like if you go to the strip it's because of all the fucking trash and like the college kids
0: that get out there and it it smells
1: it's yeah it smells bad but like other than that it's it just smells like it's not the worst Anyway, anyway, sorry, (laughs) getting off topic. uh, What's your uh, what's your rating for uh, this movie? Four and a half out of five. Better than the first. Absolutely, four and a half. Same for me. Better than the first. Um, Yeah. So, uh, go check those out. Go check out Train Spotting. Train Spotting Two. Go check out Prometheus and Alien Covenant if you want. You know the little sequel tie-ins right there. But uh, yeah. So up next uh, is going to be a complete. Uh, 180. Uh, Transformers the movie 1986 directed by Nelson Shin um, we watched this in 4K uh, I bought the 4K edition a little bit ago uh, I've been saving it because I want to show Colt this because Colt had like never seen this before and um, like this was um, Transformers has been like a huge part of my childhood and like I remember I, I rented this movie from movie gallery uh like at least like three times to re-watch it because I just loved fucking watching it and then at some point I I found the whole thing on YouTube so that's how I'd watch it um and then eventually I was like I gotta watch the show so I watched like everything um leading up to the movie I just watched it on YouTube because that was when you could just upload whatever to YouTube and um yeah so th- I was very excited to get his impression but brief synopsis no, but um, i was
0: going to say uh that uh, you had the this cartoon transformers you had that i had the live action one with lincoln park doing the soundtrack uh that's and it's the fun thing about transformers is it's the first movie i saw in theaters so I hold Transformers very dear to me. I mean, I didn't dive into the cartoons, but I sure as hell loved the uh, live action, even though they probably don't hold up as well as the, as I, my brain thinks they do.
1: Because, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I, like... Spe- so, kind of, sorry, um, before we do the synopsis, um, I had watched transformers g1 i'd watched um transformers energon uh transformers armada i'd watch beast wars um literally all of it i loved i fucking loved beast wars i don't care about the bad c uh bad cg or 3d i don't care um let me think uh transformers animated series i fucking love transformers and then whenever the transformers movie came out i loved it too and yeah i've always loved transformers um i i don't really know how well they hold up either because it's been a bit uh bumblebee was cool though bumblebee came out in 2018 yeah so.
0: bumblebee was really good I, I i want another Transformers live action movie uh, done they, right done right
1: not done by michael bay michael nah, bay done you're fucking him. done go get out do you're something done.
0: else go blow up c4 in a desert or something i don't make know.
1: another ambulance movie ambulance was fine Go do that. But um, yeah, so anyway, uh, this is taking place at, like from the show, Transformers Generation 1. You don't really need that show to kind of understand what's going on. I mean, um, it's Autobots versus Decepticons. Uh, Decepticons have taken over Cybertron. Autobots went to Earth. They set up a base there. There's a constant battle between them trying to t- take back Cybertron, trying to keep the de- Tepticons de- from taking over Earth. Um, now with this, uh, they want to take back Cybertron, but now there's a new enemy. It's Unicron, a planet-eating uh, Transformer. He-, he transforms as well.
0: Voiced and, um, by Orson Welles, which I thought was pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, it was, and um, yeah it was um, and it's it's just that it's them trying to stop the Decepticons and stop Unicron and um, uh, yeah what what'd you think for uh, first impressions I thought
0: it was fucking sick as shit watching these little dudes beat up each other I thought it was wild that uh, Optimus Prime dies almost immediately considering he's the leader or he was
1: yeah (laughs) um yeah no I, i was um i was so excited because um this is like it's a kids movie you know for toys and everything by hasbro but like anybody who's ever seen this knows that how traumatizing this was i think i've talked about this before me and me and pat both it's just it's a brutal fucking movie because like, at first, you get in this cool, like, robot animations and stuff, you know, a uh, plan of being eaten. Like, okay, that's kind of, all right, that's serious, but not that serious, okay? Um, but then later, like, uh, we we get to see our classics. We get to see um, Ratchet, Ironhide, um, Prowl, and I think the other one, the first one to get killed, I think his name is Brawn. That's his name. Um, We get to see them, and then the Decepticons attack, and we're thinking, oh, shit, like, we're going to have a little fight here, and um, uh, they murked them. They fucking killed them. They're dead. They're
0: permanently dead. They fucking took them out. There's someone that gets brought back later that I thought was weird, how they have these other Transformers get immediately murdered, and they never come back.
1: And and that's all I was telling Colt, is that, like, So the original show, like Transformers, they would get like beat up. I mean, they would get literally dismembered, but you could put them back to part, back together. But like in this first part, uh, they like Braun, he gets shot in the shoulder and then just fucking explodes. Um, they just shoot him to bits and then, uh, they shoot prowl and prowls insides like melt and all the smoke comes out of his fucking head and it's like it's like what the fuck, and then they shoot the shit out of Ratchet and Ironhide, and they they fucking kill him, and um, uh, Megatron blows up Ironhide. It was it was wild, um, like uh, it, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm trying to look up this uh, quick thing. Um, he's so cold about this. Um, no, fuck off, Apple Music. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Cut this out. Yeah, uh, there was a um, Den, of, Den of Geek remembered it as the great toy massacre of 1986, which traumatized a dren- generation of kids with a string of startling deaths, but also a milestone in animation history. And it was a milestone. Uh, animation, in my opinion, still holds up. Uh, what about you? Yeah, 100% holds up. It was
0: beautiful. It uh animated by Toei. The whole movie, I was like, this has to be it had to have been animated by a Japanese studio cuz it was giving me uh, very much so 80s anime uh, very uh, Gundam zeta type stuff it was uh, and it was just it was Toei animation yep
1: very good very high quality stuff yeah I, I again i agree um it's been so long since i've seen this so uh it still holds up uh, i everybody was um you know, you get those like those tropes cuz th- there's um there's like those goofy cartoony moments with like a uh, sludge the long necked dinosaur he um he gets hit by Devastator and his eyes kind of like uh they're still up in the air when he gets slammed and then the eyes come down with him after um and then like you see so- a lot of the Decepticons and Autobots their um their character models are reused to so, like um because like there's there's a moment in there where they're thrown out into space and you think okay these are the Assecticons and the um the Starscream triplets or whatever and they pop up later all the time because they're just reusing them and um but yeah no seeing everybody transform and the movements and the action it it still holds up it's still great um uh voice work Orson Wells being Unicron still just mwah, chef's kiss what'd you think about that i thought the voices
0: were very good uh there were some voices in there that i still recognize in doing a uh, voice acting i think or there's people that are very good at mimicking their voices
1: yeah <laughs> um yeah no all the vo- all the voice work was really really neat i mean um oh gosh, and there was, like, you know, your usual, like, uh, tropes of um, one-liners, and Springer, specifically, is like, ah, I have better things to do tonight than die, which is still good fucking shit. Uh, Devastator's voice, though, whenever, so, like, oh, man, the voice work, like, I mean, I'm sorry, I, it, it's so good, I love it so much, with the, with the kind of um synth, synth to it. it, it's so cool. um Yeah, no, I uh, Still just a great fucking movie. Um. Yeah, the Dinobots, they're probably my favorite of
0: the characters in this movie because they're just so, like, uh, animal-brained. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, give, tell me more stories, Grandpa Cup, which more that's the stories. first time I've ever heard of Cup, and what a fucking weird-ass name. Uh, Grimlock's <laughs> the best. I need, I need that Transformers of every single Dinobot now and also
1: i need them to not be 50 dollars. yeah no uh cole immediately after this it was like they're trying to like being a kid back then trying to sell me toys they hooked they got me hooked and um i would agree like perfect fucking sell for like toys honestly
0: yeah if i saw this movie when i was little i would have been nothing i would have wanted nothing but transformers it would have been over
1: <laughs> i yeah um i have so many fucking uh so like the other day oh sorry no this was months ago i was going through a bunch of my old toys i have a, i got a ton of So to give you an idea of how much I loved the Michael Bay Transformers film, I have so many fucking... I think I have almost every Transformer from the first movie, um, including the comics. Uh, Like I think I have everybody except for Megatron. Um, God, so many toys. But then I was like, okay, what about my older Transformers toys? Because I had some from Energon, from Armada... And um, the Energon ones still hold up, but uh, let me tell you, man, the ones from Armada—I uh, was—I was trying to transform some of them, but um, literally their parts just crumpled apart, <laughs> like uh, not turned into dust, but just turned into little bits. Um, completely, just came apart. It was—it was crazy because I remember playing with these toys so much, and now going back through them, it's like they're. They're just not... They just can't hold up anymore.
0: Can't handle the grown man's power. I guess when you are little, you weren't strong enough to break these little, brutal babies. But now you're a grown man. Now you can break all of them.
1: I don't want to break them. It made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I uh, Fucking the scene where... Um, the um, Autobots battling uh, in Autobot City with the Decepticons, that was still cool as shit. Uh, Unicron going ape shit, uh, Dinobots fighting. Unicron transformation was sick, too. Oh, yeah. Th- I forgot how crazy cool that is. <laughs> just that whole sequence uh, oh the sequence where megatron's been getting turned into galvatron i love that uh, th- those voice lines between him and or- orson wells are just fantastic some of the best like lines and voice work in my opinion St- I-, I can never get out of my head this whole that whole transformation um oh yeah starscream gets murked <laughs> so like rough uh turns yeah. to dust <laughs>
0: He gets, he get, turns into King Starscream for 10 seconds and immediately gets killed. Uh, they released a f- transformer of him. It's $50 as well, which, god damn it, it looks so cool. But I'm not comfortable with that.
1: <laughs> Especially for somebody this type of the character. Is only in there it's so funny because literally that's the last time you see star scream yep. <laughs> there's there's uh there's, yeah um it was i that was also a funny scene too because uh he was like megatron is that you and he's like here's a hint and then immediately kills him like perfect um oh gosh the the scene where they're on the junk planet with the um junkians uh the way they speak, uh, they're Australian, but at the same time they talk with uh, TV. Uh, I forgot that once they make friends with them, they just randomly have a dance number. Um, Even though
0: <laughs> their fucking leader just got destroyed right in front of them,
1: Ultra Magnus was com- was just. This is where I'm like, huh? Because he was he, the way he was destroyed was that he was destroyed perfectly enough that they could put him back together easily. And I think that's the only requirement is that if you're a Transformer and unless you're like dismembered perfectly, um, you can't come back. I don't know.
0: I mean, the death (laughs) of him was it looked like it was the most brutal, the most explosive.
1: Uh, But no, he's fine. He got brought back. Yep. And, um, yeah. Um, Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's just a cool little animated flick. Uh, I, I've been wanting to show Colt, like I said, this for a while. I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while. We saw it in 4K. It was gorgeous, and uh, I'm gl- I'm really glad you liked it, Colt.
0: I'm glad we watched it because I want to watch the actual uh, show now. Even though I know it's, lean, it's a heavily kids thing, I, I think it'd be fun to watch.
1: Okay, wait a minute. I just remembered. I forgot about this, but it's so it was so like, um, advertise. It was so much advertised to kids. Yet they say shit in the movie. Yes, just randomly. They do. <laughs> 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 that made no. I forgot
0: about that. That made no sense. But um, to be fair, it was the moments where they're like they. I think it was uh, appropriate for the situation.
1: Yeah, there an entire the moon they were on was being eaten, and he was like, "Shit!" Like, okay, <laughs> but like also too. Then there was a part where they're about to be melted and digested, and he's just like, "It's like, oh god!" <laughs> like, didn't use it then. Uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, what what was uh what was your rating?
0: Four and a half. That was a fun time. It was like an hour and a half, and it
1: flew by. It did. I forgot how much, like, happens in such a short um, amount of time. But, yeah, um, it was 4.5 for me as well. I loved it. So, yeah. All right. On to the next movie. Here we go. It is Pink Flamingos, 1972, directed by John Waters. Why don't you you talk about this movie, Colt? This is
0: a really easy one to, like, give a brief synopsis of, really. Uh, It stars Divine as Divine. And uh, let's just say Divine is known as the nastiest person uh, in America. I think is that just or just the nastiest person. Period. And uh, there's someone that saw the paper with her on it, and she's like, "No, that can't be. I'm the nastiest, and her and her husband are. We're the nastiest people.
1: It's uh, a filthiest person alive.
0: Filthiest person alive. And they they said, "No, we are the filthiest people alive." And uh, the movie is pretty much them going back and forth, uh, saying that I'm the filthiest, doing some of the most disgusting thing you've ever seen. Uh, That's it. That's the entire movie. But we can give you some details about it, I guess. Uh, The the couple, their whole thing is... Uh, when you first meet them they have an adoption agency Jesus Christ oh my
1: god <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what to do because I know I know Pat and Jojo they had a talk about this for their John Waters episode but like what do we like what do we say
0: <laughs> You know what we can still talk uh, they have the adoption agency where they kidnap and rape women and then they ado- they, they, they they give up those
1: babies for the people well, here, no, let, let's be more specific. Uh, I, you know, I don't know why I said that. Uh, I feel like that's pretty th- specific that I got. Well, well, no, well, what they do is they kidnap these women, they have their butler, Channing, rape them, and they give the babies to adoption to lesbians.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Because at the time, uh, A a fucking... John Waters, his mission was to create movies that are super disgusting to the everyday average person.
1: Yeah, garbage, cinema, trash, stuff like that, yeah.
0: And uh, so in this movie... This is... Of the ones I've seen, I haven't seen all of them. This is the most disgusting movie I've probably ever seen, but in his catalog I've seen. uh, Because, Jesus Christ, he goes all in. Uh, There's a scene where the oh my god Uh, there's a scene where divine and her son break into their house the people that said no we're the filthiest and the uh, marbles the marbles and they start licking every single surface in their house starting with their bed they're like oh this is their sex dungeon this is we're gonna start licking all of their bed just give mine this it's her son and they start licking all of the stuff they go into the kitchen lick all the furniture the the plates the, the little tiny uh cows uh, decorations. Oh my God. And then the son. T- she just starts. Devine just starts sucking her son off. <laughs> that, that, that's what happens.
1: Okay. <laughs> every time we talk about. Every time we talk about this movie with them, we try. I always tell Pat and Jojo, like, no, no, no. Don't talk about spoilers. Colt's here don't talk about spoilers but whenever i do talk about them without colt we never mention this because this is like out of everything this is like for some reason the one thing that sticks out of my head is like they're just doing this and then out of nowhere divine's like i i uh i got to uh (laughs) i i don't i don't know if i want to finish this sentence uh (laughs) like she wants to give her son the greatest gift
0: a mother uh, mother give
1: give, jesus uh, jesus (laughs) and he it's just
0: it is soft and it's just oh my god it's bad it's It's like we see it
1: we we, like divine is sucking his dick they're not really related in real life uh hopefully no Uh, but like it's still it's still in the context of the story it's like what the fuck
0: it's really it's really gross there's a scenes where one of the marbles is flashing people in public with a long sausage wrapped around his wiener that's
1: very weird yep, uh, there's a part where they're um the marbles are having sex and sucking off each other's toes <laughs> for a long time that's like a 10 minute scene of them just sucking each other's toes i forgot how much the sucking of toe happens in that scene it's so long I think I clocked out whenever I was watching it because I was just like, man, they're really sucking their fucking toes. (laughs) They just
0: kept going. I thought it was funny in the scene because uh, afterwards, they uh, were in the bed talking and one of them pulls a sticky note and puts it on the bed and they're clearly reading lines off the sticky note. I thought that was really funny.
1: And they just swap underwear for some reason. Yeah, for some reason. (laughs) Um You know, and we were watching. I was telling Cole like we were seeing disgusting stuff, and I was like, "Cole, it gets it gets wild, it gets even wilder. Just keep watching. It it keeps going because like when it starts off, it's like, um, like like you know, even though the thing about having the having the two women in the dungeon basically, um, that was pretty fucking wild. I mean, that was disgusting, but like it just keeps going from there. I mean, yeah,
0: it was just like a normal, it was like a mountain. It was a it just rise and rise. There was no lowering at any point. It was a, just rising up to the peak and the peak
1: it's at the very end. Uh, Oh my gosh. There was also the scene where, uh, divine's son. Um, Oh my was, God. I forgot. Was, yeah. Uh, was having sex with cookie. One of the, uh, his date or whatever. And, um, for some reason he had to put on a show and have a chicken and she's Sorry. clearly the, the actress
0: is getting cut up, like straight up scratches all over there. Stomach.
1: Sorry. If, if I, if I sound so like slow right now, it's just cause I'm remembering it and I'm just like, why? Uh, because that was an actor. Like, so we know that was an actual chicken that was killed in that scene. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of blood. Uh, yeah, it was,
0: it went I will on say for though. So long too.
1: I I will say though. As soon as we saw the chickens, like before this, Cole was like, "I know something happens to that chicken," and I told I looked at him I'm like, "Don't get attached to those chickens. Do, do not. not get attached. Do not get attached to those chickens." Because Jesus fucking Christ. Um.
0: There, there's one part of the movie that is gross, but it's probably the least gross thing in this movie, and that is Edie, uh, the mother. She's kept in a baby cage, and fed eggs the whole movie. She's like, "Oh, I love eggs! Can someone please bring me some eggs?" Is the Egg Man here today? Is the Egg Man been by? Uh, and she just loves eating eggs, hard boiled or hard boiled, uh, scrambled, sunny side up, anyway. You could you could she, she can eat
1: them. Loves eggs, and the way she eats them is so disgusting. It's now I will. Rough. I will. I will say, Pat, every time we talk about this with Pat, Pat's like, he's like, that is the most disgusting thing in the movie. No, it is gross. I'm like, it's gross, but nowhere near what what else happens in the fucking movie, especially at the very end. Um, There's also the scene with the guy with the singing butthole. Um, Which was,
0: went on for super long, too. A a lot of the scenes just went on and on, but you know what? I think it benefited from... uh, just dragging it out because you're like suffering the whole time
1: you're making your i mean john waters is making you look at it which i think is like his point um yeah it was also done to the uh to the sound of surfing bird uh which is is cool um i guess (laughs) uh 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 well uh, we're, running and, uh, we're
0: running out of uh, we we might as well get to it. The,
1: I, I, I yeah, I will just go let's just go ahead.
0: The final end of the movie scene it's uh Divine walking out of town with uh, her son Cotton. Her son, I can't remember his name, and uh friend Cotton. Yeah. They uh do you hear the song? Who's that little Dog in, like, in the window? It's a fun little jingle that you love to hear. And they see a tiny, I think it was a poodle,
1: taking Somebody a dump. That. It was taking just a taking a little poopy. And, then and the there's lion. a narrator that's like, Divine is the filthiest person alive, and here is her proving it or whatever.
0: And this is real 100%. Divine gets on the ground. Rise, right, the dog still pooping grabs the poop in her hand and puts it in her mouth and chews and chews and chews, showing it in her mouth. And, uh... uh, And, and, uh... And, uh... Swallows it. And that's when the credits roll.
1: And the thing is, too, is that she gags. She gags, too, when doing it. And it's just like, man... You didn't have to.
0: They had to be on some, like... Serious
1: drugs to do this stuff.
0: Like, there's no way a sober person could do something like this.
1: This is Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So uh, this is, um, uh, I was watching flamingos. We we watched this the um the Criterion version. Uh, I got it was uh, done in a 4K remastered, um, but it's Blu-ray. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm surprised it honestly got anything. It's, it's wild that Criterion even picked it up.
1: Well, the thing is, is we've talked about this a lot, and it's like it—it's it, rare because of the fact of how like controversial it is and how disgusting it is. So it's really hard to find it. And um, I mean, like it—they probably the um, the other lads probably talk about it really well yeah. in their in their episode about like, um, this, this type of, uh, this type of art because it is art. Um, it's disgusting, but it's, it's art and, um, and yeah, like it makes sense for them to pick it up, especially for how rare it is. I mean, it's, they're, you know, um, preserving it. Um, also too, I like how in the very beginning it's the, national library of Congress. (laughs) Like I just like the stamp of approval from them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, I, whenever, as soon as it was announced, I was like, I gotta get it because it's such a hard film to watch, um, and find. So yeah, I, I really, uh, I really do think it's like one of my favorite movies in my collection. Um, it's my favorite waters film. I've seen quite a bit now and, um, Yeah. Um, I'm with
0: you there it's my favorite too the second is uh probably poly uh, take is that the one we launched last time polyester polyester that's a polytechnic something else uh,
1: but yeah great movie yeah. I gave it four stars i I still um, I still sit on my uh, four stars as well my second favorite is probably multiple maniacs that was a fun movie but um yeah all right uh, next up. Finally, last movie we watched is, uh, Prey came out, uh, how long ago? Like, uh,
0: it came out August 5th. We
1: watched it the day of release. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, directed by Dan Trochtenberg. I think you, how you say his name? We, we, we were like, let's watch this movie. Um, because we, we had quite a bit of time. We were both, um, still awake, not tired. So we were like, let's watch it. So we watched it on Hulu and, um, yeah why don't you uh why don't you go into this movie
0: i don't want to spoil too
1: much about it yes we will not this is we will not spoil anything about this
0: because it is brand spanking new and i don't want to spoil let's just give you something that'll make you interested in the movie uh so it takes place in the 1700s uh and it's the main character is a native girl i can't remember if
1: she's a kid she a kid um, I know like, the actress a, is a woman. I just she's a young woman. Um, it just it just says she's a young woman, Comanche warrior.
0: It's a young woman, Comanche warrior That is uh is trying to prove that she's more than her role as a traditional woman in the culture. The, the people around her are saying like, you should be home cooking stuff like that,
1: gathering
0: misogynist stuff. Uh, yeah. But she wants to be out hunting and actually sh- proving that she can be useful. And uh, she does uh, throughout the movie. And uh, at the start of the movie, you see a ship come in. And uh, you know who that is. It's the it's our friend. He's got some cool weapons that he wants to throw down with. And, uh, t- oh, man, I don't know what else to say other than that. Like, it's... It's sick. It's sick as hell, man.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just go into your into what you thought about it.
0: Uh, well, I think it's uh, the best Predator movie I've ever seen. I've only seen uh, Predator 1 and Predator 2, and I didn't care for Predator 2, but I really enjoyed Predator 1. Uh, it, it's just fantastic. The action's wonderful. The visuals are beautiful. The colors are popping off. The beautiful, great Plains are just in full focus here. It's super cool. And the brutality in this movie. Good God, it's it's the most brutal uh Predator movie easily. And uh the fact that we watched Alien first and we ended with a Predator movie, I thought that was pretty sick.
1: Yeah, no, we watched the last Alien franchise movie to come out recently and then we watched the most recent predator franchise film to come out i yeah i thought that was really great um yeah no to kind of bounce off of what colt says, we get these really awesome um landscape shots going from great plains into um the rocky mountain area um just awesome just action and fighting i mean really like she's a very skilled warrior and um like colt was saying she wanted to she wanted to prove her, her usefulness, but in a different way, in a, in a more of a hunter way that like she is just on their level that she can survive and be just like the men. And, um, it was so, it was so cool. So real. it was really good. Um, it, it's kind of in a way coming of age, if you want to say that, because there's a. Uh, the focus too is of um, this type of um, challenge of hunting something that's hunting you and um, that obviously that's kind of like setting setting up for the main conflict of the film and um, yeah no, brutal uh, it was cool seeing um pr- uh, this kind of early predator um it's probably my favorite predator design <laughs> yeah hundred uh, yeah. percent
0: this is my favorite predator design I, I, the it was uh since it's in the past this predator has some uh, not as advanced weaponry as the one we have uh in the later movies
1: yeah i but it's still so fucking advanced Um oh yeah it's so (laughs) like i i think my one of my favorite weapons that he has and uh it it will always be the fucking net the net i I, if you're if you're listening to this if you if you know you know the net the net is a crazy killing tool but no all of his weapons though are sick as hell and um oh man i still can't get over the like you said the brutality of seeing this like huge fucking alien just go so physical with fucking like um i mean people and animals it it was anything
0: with a weapon he just loves to killing i i don't know the full lore behind predator but i'm assuming like his their whole race is their goal is just to be a, the ultimate warrior and fight uh, as many things as they can.
1: Yeah. Um, I should mention like, so I was, I was telling some cult cult this and we kind of see that in the film is that like, if you're not a threat, it won't attack you. That's kind of, that's not, if you know anything that's about not a, predator,
0: spoiler. That's that's not a
1: spoiler, that's not a spoiler. That's, that's something that's like addressed in like a lot of the films I've seen predator one, two, uh, both predator versus aliens. And, um, predators i saw all of those and um i mean this is the best predator film it really is it's so freaking sick it's so cool and um and i thought it was really cool too is uh we saw it was that there was a there was a dub for it that was done in the comanche language that was really cool too and um and i mean yeah no, it was just it was, it was, it was sick as hell. I, I can't say too much. I think everybody listening should just go fucking watch it. Go give it a go. You don't have to watch any other Predator
0: movies before this. Uh, like, is, same thing with Prometheus as this one. You can go right into
1: it. Yep. I mean, if you want to watch the other films to kind of like get the little Easter eggs, you can, but you don't have to. You, you don't really
0: have to. don't. If you um, like it, give a Predator one watch because it's really good too.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I agree. Uh, th- 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 another thing that this movie uh, made me want is I need to see Predator throughout the history. I'd lo- I would I want to see the Predator fight Spartans. I want to see the Predator fight Samurai. I want to see f- every single ancient Ooh, warrior.
1: Viking berserkers.
0: Yes, I want to see Predator versus Vikings. I want to <laughs> see it all. I think if they play their cards right and get some good directors like they with Dan Trachtenberg we could have some
1: cool shit here.
0: Don't fuck it up by doing predators, uh, terminator genesis type shit. You can do something good here.
1: Yeah, you don't have to do the crossovers. I mean, if you want to I mean, obviously it's for the money, but don't do the crossovers. I, it's really interesting because we we have been in this kind of era now for a while where reboots are happening and um like like of these of these franchises they're so you know so old but like they're good reboots they're they're good reboots like they're they're actually really good i there I'm was sorry. a time
0: frame from like 2000 to 2012 where reboots were just absolute dog shit and now we're hitting a time frame where it's nothing but banger reboots pray fantastic uh fucking blade runner fantastic
1: top gun maverick top fantastic. gun maverick
0: fantastic
1: uh i Trainspotting mean train
0: spotting too, fantastic it's so good 2, yeah
1: yeah it, it's really it's really weird i don't know what to say but um yeah uh any final thoughts on anything uh, oh, pray- uh our, our ratings sorry
0: pray i gave it four and a half stars absolute banger of a movie i love these creature flicks there's one thing that i said at the end of the night was i'm glad that these it seems like creature movies are coming back into the fold again it seems that people are like wanting something else to be scared of that's not necessarily real yeah
1: like not completely based off of real life like we're getting yeah i i totally agree that we're getting in back into that. Again, it's like a reboot, kind of a reboot of a genre.
0: And I'm so glad it's happening because I'm totally here for it. Now all we need is zombies to come back. Uh, I know a lot of people hate them and they're tired of them, but uh, fuck, what was it called? The World War II zombie movie. that Overlord. Overlord. That was Overlord. something good right there.
1: That was sick. That was sick. That was kind of a little, yeah, a little reboot of a zombie genre, kind of um yeah uh, i i gave it four and a half a well i fucking loved it um one of the one of the better m- movies of this year actually i would uh, i would say that 100%. Uh, it was a hundred percent surprise huge surprise um but yeah uh that's all uh you thank you for listening to us listen to us talk about movies i hope you enjoyed it um go check these movies out we we recommend all of these movies um if you can find, I mean, if you can watch Pink Flamingos, obviously. Uh, word of Warning, uh, Trigger Warning. I'll just say everything. Everything.
0: Um, everything bad you can think of is probably in that movie. It's yeah. It's a rough watch, but uh, if you know you have the mental capabilities, uh, I'd say give
1: it a go. Because it, it, it's stupid and fun and art and, you know...
0: I know we described a bunch of horrific stuff, and we we're saying that we love that movie, and it's one of our favorite John Waters movies. Stuff like that. I know that sounds really bad, but ah, uh, it's it's strange. It's, it's uh, I, John Waters' intent is not evil. He is I'm, a carer for the 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 small, the beaten down people, the fringe
1: kind of like not fringe in the sense of like. Bad fringe or anything but like yeah like like colt said kind of like the the beatniks i think is a word he used as well that's like a very old term but yeah yeah the downtrodden of society stuff like that um and i mean and i was telling them too uh when it comes to pink flamingos and all of his works when i watch it i don't think like oh yeah you know this is really really awesome i love you know like i i see it as like like i said it's like er art. art (laughs) sorry Uh, art the that is uh subjective and um it's just fascinating this this garbage cinema this seeing this and like the process of like coming up with this and doing it like i don't know I i just think of like it's really crazy but um yeah um any more final thoughts? that's it yeah, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm all right tapped all right again uh thank you for listening you can follow us uh on twitter at aych podcast where we tweet uh you can listen to us on SoundCloud, spotify itunes google play overcast at all you can hear subscribe please leave us a rating feedback let us know how we are uh what you want to see from us uh, or hear from us um we do look at it we do appreciate it uh, you know to help um make us put out, uh, help us put out content that you like and that we like, obviously. But, um, thank you again. Um, follow us on Instagram at AYCH podcast, uh, follow us on twitch.tv slash all you can hear. And you can find us on YouTube at all you can hear as well, where we have a bunch of our VODs stored there of past streams and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you again for listening all this movie talk Um, I'm Winslow, you can follow me on Twitter at Winslow Wilkie, you can follow my art Instagram at World of Winslow, you can follow my bookstagram where I talk about books uh, Winslow Banters, go to my store, uh, worldofwinslow.bigcartel.com the link for that is also in my link tree, which is in the bio of my accounts Uh, I sell prints and stickers there, I'd really appreciate it, thank you, thank you, thank you
0: my name Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Thank you for listening. Uh, do me a favor. Go look up alien designs from the alien universe because you'll have fun looking at those little creatures, those little bastard creatures. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Little goofballs. All right,
0: bye. Bye-bye.